Welcome to Gays with Kids. Gays with Kids. A podcast about creating and raising families. Creating and raising families together. 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 I'm Britt Smith, Gays with Kids Associate Editor and Staff Writer. This episode, we're going to start following dads-to-be Mario and Monty Foreman Powell on their journey to create their family through an at-home surrogacy kit. You may have seen Mario and Monty back in March on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I can see two people right now in the green room named Mario and Monty. How weird is that? That I just said that, hey, you guys, you want to be my next guest? Yes! Oh my God! All right. Well, come on out. Earlier this year, Mario had written to the Ellen DeGeneres show to let the world know how amazing his husband is. Mario told Ellen that they were a military couple from a religious background. They'd met at a church where it wasn't acceptable to be gay. And so they lived as a closeted couple for five years. But now they're out, they're married, and they're ready to have a baby. I love you guys so much. We're back with Mario and Monty. And uh, now you're looking to have a baby. Yes, absolutely. All right, so you've taken multiple jobs on. Yes. Because it's expensive to try to have a baby. So... um... Unfortunately, starting a family can be a very expensive endeavor, especially for male couples. Thankfully, Mario and Monty were asked by the show's producers to come to LA, and they ended up playing on one of Ellen's game show style games, where they got to take home loads of great items like toys, diapers, and a crib, and $20,000 to help them start their at-home surrogacy journey. And that's where our story begins. This is our first check-in with Mario and Monty, but they have graciously agreed to let Gays with Kids follow along their entire journey of becoming dads. Mario, you just wrote in to to tell her about how much you guys wanted to start this journey, right? Yeah, yeah, and to show uh, show about my husband and everything that all the stuff that he does, humanitarian stuff, and yeah, between that and the family, I was like, I I just want. Everybody, everybody knows. <laughs> right. So you guys started dating, but you kind of had to keep it on the down low. Oh, definitely. Yes. We both um, met um, in Colorado. Um, I was still active duty at the time. I was Army, serving the United States Army. And uh, I was kind of going through a transitional period. Um, he he had just got um, a job at the church I was going to. And he, was, he got the job as the director of music. And I was just a part of the choir. And then... Yeah. Um, so he was in the he's a section leader and also in the praise team as well. And so, I mean, guess long story short, I asked him out. Yeah, I definitely think he was interested in me. I was like, why would he be interested in me? You know, you know, we all have our own insecurities and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, what about me? There's plenty of like handsome people out here, and you chose me. So I didn't believe that he like really liked me. And then my best friend was like, how could you not see it? You're like so naive like he definitely has been flirting with you the entire time because <laughs> me being in the position that i was like and being in the religious s- sector you know mm-hmm. being religious and homosexual that wasn't a, a that w- you didn't put that in the public so we're dating um for a while and then after about um i want to say it's two or three years we finally got married mm-hmm. um now mind you this whole time we were not um, nothing public. I nothing public. I mean, only people that kind of knew were like maybe a handful of people, like our friends. I didn't tell my mom until 2013. Yeah, he came out yeah. to as gay with me. Okay. I was already out. My mother knew that I was gay, and she knew I was dating him. Yeah. 
Uh, but I mean, my mother was, you know, it's your business, your life. I don't, you know, that's if you decide that you want to share that, it's up to you. If you don't, you don't. But he, um, he comes from more of a conservative background. Um, so our parents were handling things differently. So he came out to his mother and family with me when when we started dating. That was the year he came out in 2013. So we officially got married in 2016 because when we first got together, it wasn't legal yet. And so how did you guys come to decide that you would start a family together? What did that conversation look like between you? Um, the family thing kind of happened like later on uh, mm -hmm. in the beginning. Um, God created the heavens and the earth. No. Uh, in, the <laughs> in the beginning, uh, I didn't really want kids, to be honest with you. I was like, you know, I just want to do us, do me, you know, all that stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I just, I did start to realize after we, you know, we've, we've had our little talks and whatnot, but um, you really kind of pointed some things out to me of reasonings of why and it started to make sense and why we should have a kid. And then also, like, I started to get, you know, really kind of baby fever-ish. You know, one of our friends had a baby and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, we'll do it. <laughs> and yeah, and one of the main things he said that really spoke out to me was, you know, who 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 can you pass on your stuff to? Once you're here, you're here. And then once you're gone, you're gone. Like mm -hmm. who else can live your legacy and, and whatnot? Mm -hmm. And that that's really kind of touched home to me a little bit um, and being able to have someone that we have both been through all the stuff we've been through and they will be as strong as we are no matter the, no matter the stuff that they go through. I've always uh, wanted a family. Um, I come from a huge family. I'm the youngest of seven I'm between my mother and my father. And then my dad had an additional five children. So there's 12 of us total. Oh my gosh. Um, and um, I always wanted kids. I kind of always thought I would never have kids because of, I was gay and at the time, I wasn't really aware of like surrogacy and um, I kind of knew about adoption, but I never thought that I would be, you know, in a marriage with a man, like pretty much what I've always wanted. I never thought I would have it, mm. which is what we have now um, because of, you know, uh, religious views and, you know, society. And you don't just at, when I was growing up, you didn't typically see same sex couples mm. having kids. So I thought I would never be able to have my own children. And um, especially not have my own children, uh, like through surrogacy, like blood passed down. I thought like, well, okay, sure, you can have kids. Maybe you just have to live a single life and adopt a kid. You know, and that's the only way you're going to be able to have kids. Why was surrogacy interesting to you guys? Um, well, so for me, I, because, um, you know, I kind of had to convince Mario more. I didn't have to do much convincing for myself, but mostly for him, because, you know, he's not, he's never really wanted kids in the beginning. And then, you know. I was just like, well, you know, like you said earlier, um, well, what happens when we pass away? Like who who takes care of us when we get older? Like, you know, typically, you know, you see in our society, like, you know, the parents are taken care of by their children when they get a little bit older. Like who who's going to take care of us when everybody's already, you know, off about their own lives? Like, you know, I started thinking about all of that. And so um, I started looking into like options. We looking at options first. Yeah. So we started looking at what's affordable first. Mm -hmm. As you probably would imagine, adoption is a lot more cheaper than surrogacy, even though they're both very expensive, but adoption is more affordable, more tangible, was more tangible at the time, when, you know, with our budget and everything like that. We're like, you know, we can get some good grants and stuff like that. Like, 
But I was like, uh, I mean, it's not to say I have anything against adoption at all. So that's not what I'm implying. But like, I was like, I want to be able to see like us in that child. I want to be able to like, from the time that baby's born and then, you know, the whole, I'm a psychology count, clinical mental health counselor major. So I know how detrimental that can be for that child's human development, mental health development. I, I commend, wrong yeah, and I commend anyone who has adopted because it takes a lot because you literally, you know, never know what has happened to that child. They got mm. tossed around, you know, so that whole spew and we started talking about that. I'm like, yeah, so that's where surrogacy came in. And then um, we kind of just started like playing around one day. We were at a um, we were at a, a game night of, of our friend's house and um one of our friends, you know, around our age in the late 20s, early 30s, you kind of start talking about families, you want kids, not kids. And that kind of conversation came up and everybody was like, OK, well, what do you all want? You know, it was like we finally, you know, we agreed that we want kids. Um, but like we don't we, we really want to have surrogate, uh, a surrogate, but it's just so expensive. And, you know, who can we find to trust? You know, it's a whole process. And when our friend just shout out, she's like, oh, um, Ariel can do it. She's super fertile. And Ariel was um, one of our friend's cousin, her first cousin. And so we're like, okay, we're just like, ah, you know, ha, 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 super fertile, that whole type of thing. And it just passed on as a joke. And then about, a, about say, six months to almost a year later, um, Ariel finally calls me and she says, hey, I'll do it. Like, this is exactly how she called me. She's like, hey, I want to do it. I was like, what? What do you mean? And <laughs> I had forgotten all about, like, what she was talking about. I didn't know what she was saying. And I'm like, do what? And she's like, I want to, you know, be you, you and Mario Sarrigan. I was like, no way. And so I just couldn't believe it. And so I, I didn't want to get like emotional because I was like, okay, let me not get too emotional before it all. <laughs> Maybe she changed her mind, you know, that whole thing. And so I, you know, I was like, okay, oh my God, like this is so exciting. Okay, well, let's meet, let's schedule a meeting. Let me talk yeah. to Mario. Let yeah. me tell him. Yeah, come meet with her and then her and her husband. Mm -hmm. And her husband's totally fine with everything. Will this be her first surrogacy or her first pregnancy? Yeah, her first surrogacy. She already does. She has three kids already. Yeah. Um, they don't. They don't want any more kids at all. I mean, like I said, I was all in shock. Like I cannot believe that that we could potentially at this point have our dreams be you know get to have that you know opportunity for that and then willing to do it. And we had already started building trust with her, which was very important for us. Like whoever's going to be our surrogate, we wanted them. We wanted to trust them. We wanted to know them. We yeah. wanted to. Not necessarily be like super close, but we want to know about them. Like we, we put our stuff on a like one of the bases Facebook mm -hmm. page that hey, this is what we're trying to do. And then we had crap ton of people, you know, say hey, we want to be a surrogate, we want to be a surrogate. And then mm -hmm. even after obviously you know the Ellen show, um, then we had more people say hey, we want to be a surrogate. We're cool, but we don't really know you that well. Yeah, <laughs> right. Rebuild that whole process, mm -hmm. rebuild that trust, rebuild all that stuff, and. Um, but yeah, it was just cool already just developing that relationship with someone mm -hmm. and knowing you know, what you're going to get out of it. What do the next steps look like now? You guys went on Ellen. You got mm -hmm. given a, a $20,000 on the show mm -hmm. there. You guys are running yeah. a GoFundMe, so you're raising money there. Yeah. Um, yeah, what does yeah. it look like from here out? What does the rest of your journey look like? Uh, yeah, so right now uh, we're dealing with the whole legal stuff, the legal side mm -hmm. of it. Um, getting our attorney, we finally got an attorney. Monty yes. went through a crazy phase of that. Oh my some gosh. Some attorney is like, yeah, oh, we're not going to help you being all evil with it. 
Um, so dealing with that, and then June, July is the time we'll start. We'll start the process. We're using Mosey, Mosey Baby. Baby. They actually are donating um, the kits to us, which is a huge thing because it. It's funny because um, we were looking already for the process because um, I guess I'll get there. I'm, I'm a little bit ahead, but we'll come back to that story with Mosey Baby. But um, but yeah, as like my husband was saying, Mario, uh, he, at this that's point, right, right. we we finally <laughs> found an attorney. So we're getting ready to get into a, a contract with our attorney. And um, so then we, we'll get our attorney. Then we have to get her an attorney because they have to be separate. Um, yes, Ellen definitely helped a lot with um, the process, you know, um, she gave us a huge kickstart on that. Um, and yet we also have been doing our GoFundMe account. We raised about 7,500 bucks up there. Um, it's, we, we still have it. People still contribute to it for our, like the process, the whole process, mm. um, that we have to go through. So pretty much we are at a point where we are ready to move forward. We're just waiting for, um, the time of ovulation in right around like June or July. And so, um, our surrogate's working with us, you know, with everything. Um, and we're on one accord, her and her husband. Um, and we're pretty much going to be doing a, a at-home IUI, which is through Mosey Baby. So is this a donor's egg? It's her, it's her egg. It looks like there's a lot of legal stuff to do beforehand. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. sort of a big part of the baby project. Mm -hmm. A lot of um, dads-to-be that we talk to say that they sort of feel like a lot of it's out of their control. It's very planned. You know, it's it's quite regimented. Um, right. Are you guys doing anything that's sort of making it exciting for you or just sort of taking that pressure off? Yeah, I think right now, I mean, just the reality of things, you know, we're just mm -hmm. taking it one step at a time. Yeah. Um, and then I know once we actually do the process process, I know that that um, that feeling will start to get a little bit more antsy. Yeah. More yeah. antsy. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm tr I'm definitely trying to keep it like in because I don't I know like sometimes people they, they have to go through three or four different tries. So I'm also being you know realistic, um, but I'm being optimistic at the same time. So, um, you know, just saying, hey. I know things happen, but you know, I, I have, I have hope that it's going to, everything is going to work the first time. If not, Hey, we'll do it, you know, and we're, we're all on one accord, you know, we'll, we'll do it enough times until we get to that point. Mm. Um, Cause if we were going through the I, IVF process, which is even more astronomically expensive, um, that would be a lot more stressful because we have to worry about, um, you know, the whole, like, they they go through the fertilization process and then it doesn't work and it, it doesn't stick and all that stuff like that versus the IUI is just like as if we did it ourselves mm -hmm. with her at home and then we just like you know hey um however many days later or a week later take our pregnancy test and we find out versus like you're paying all this money every time five grand just to go and because that's how much it costs on average and i looked at all the prices if you would go into a clinic to get IVF it can cost about $5,000 every time you go in. It's not guaranteed that it's going to work versus if we're doing it at home, we're still spending money, but like, at least it's like more reasonable. Like our kit's about a hundred something bucks each time, but for each per, per one, and we're going to have probably like between three to six kits, you know? So, you know, we're, sp we're spending less money. So it's also less stress. Yeah. Um, and we also, again, we've had a lot of people who've been, contributing to this journey for us um, because the whole thing is very expensive. And 
finances can stress people out, but we're trying not to. We've been doing some fun things on Facebook. We have a YouTube um, yeah, channel yeah, we, we get we just started. Yeah, um, Facebook page, Mario Monty. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Mario Monty. YouTube, Mario Monty. Yeah. So we just keep everybody kind of updated of what's going on and kind of just, just kind of be us in yeah. this whole process. We did yeah. get over from Ellen already, mm-hmm. uh, which has been awesome. And so since I found you guys right at the beginning of your journey, I wanted to know if you would let us follow along with you and check back in with you, you oh, know, certainly. over the years and, and to, to see how this journey goes. Oh, Absolutely. Certainly. Yeah. And, and a lot of people have uh, since, of course, you would imagine that our life has been crazy busy since the show. Um, so many people have wrote into us, um, letting us know, like how inspiring our story is for them to start their families or even just to be open about who they are. And that's what's most important about uh, to, with us is we're just living our normal lives and finally being, you know, living the life that we've wanted to live. And, um, you know, however we can share our story to help people, that's what we're about. Like, you know. And just being, op- being open, to be honest with you, just being mm-hmm. real and being open. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot, of, a lot of, obviously with social media, everything is, it seems like so perfect and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's mm-hmm. like, nah, this is no, there's realness and, behind that. Yeah, and let and let people see the authentic. I can never say authenticity. That word. There we go. You got it. Uh, <laughs> let people see that, and so that it helps them with their whatever they're going through. Yeah. Absolutely. Ooh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. You know the amount of people that have like yeah. sewn into our lives. When we thought, I mean, like like we said on the show, like for the first five years, we hit our marriage, we hit our yeah. life, and now we're finally like. Um, like two years after living our, you know, finally coming out to our truth. And it's just like the amount of support we've gotten that we didn't think we would get. And that's being like, again, being completely real and whatnot, that that has been one of the things that has helped me like mental, mentally wise, because obviously going through this mm-hmm. religious abuse and whatnot. Absolutely. I talk to my therapist all the time. Like I think the past two weeks or so, you know, just seeing the encouragement, seeing the love, seeing the support that mm-hmm. people have, important to us, important to me and, and, and all that, it has been, it's, it's helped me because I never had that before. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said, we always had to suppress it. We always had to put it down and it's truly, truly has helped me just be me. And so mm-hmm. as people keep doing it, I'm like, I guess I'm doing something right with my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the time we left from the Ellen, like that day, the next day, we were like, we had like the news people like, Hey, we want to do your um, article, at, like on the local news here. We, we hope to continue to help other people and to share our story. Um, like I said, we, we, we even created our own uh, page where people can see our journey, you know, through the entire process from the time, because we're the next part of our process, we're going to be introducing our surrogate, um, you know, and so we're going to do like an interview style with her, yeah. um, you know, so people get asked like, oh my God, like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever kind of questions. And then we'll have like uh, introduction to her. And then people can like write her like positive letters, like you know, hero letters, which we which we uh, um, pretty much ask people to do. Like, hey, you know, we would love you all to like send in positive vibes to our surrogate because she's a hero to us. That's so cool. And we want to be able to like do something really nice for her, and so we ask people to send in, you know, if they have gifts or like letters or anything, words of encouragement through this process, so that she also feels a part of this journey with us because she will literally be the mother of our children. So, I mean, there's no other way that we can say thank you than to like, let her know how much we appreciate her 
via letters and constantly, you know, checking in on her and everything like that. So. Wow, that's amazing. What a, what a beautiful relationship for you all to start as well. What a huge, exciting chapter for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so excited to see how it goes. Make sure you're subscribed to Gays With Kids, the podcast, wherever you're listening right now so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes as we check back in with Mario and Monty on their path to parenthood. You can also read their story at gayswithkids.com and make sure you're following us on social media at gays underscore with underscore kids.